0: Hello, Astro Darlings, and welcome to the Golden Astrologer Podcast. This is Deb McBride reporting to you from rainy Escazú, Costa Rica, where it is still lovely despite the rain, where Mercury is direct. Yes, Mercury is direct, and it is direct everywhere for me and for you. It has been direct since Friday, and that is a wonderful thing. It was 421 p.m. Eastern Time. And I really felt like a big shift happened between that new moon on Thursday, which was the evening for me, and the experience of Mercury going direct. Although there was a point in the middle of the afternoon, because for me it was two hours earlier, and I really felt like my head was sort of swimming. So I I guess I really felt the direct station moment, and I've had that happen many times before with planets, the direct station moment and it felt like my head was kind of spinning and swimming and a little confusion and a little kerfuffle in my brain but other than that it seemed to all go very smoothly and you know it's funny because there's still there's still things hanging in the air that are confusing um you know there's just, there's all sorts of retrograde things happening that I'm still noticing, like information that's coming to me, information that I'm trying to deal with, conversations that I'm having that seem to be confusing. I was talking to, uh, so there's a place here in Escazú Centro, and Yesterday I went there, it is a Yerba Mate store that also sells crystals. So it's like half Yerba Mate and half crystals because the husband is from Argentina And he's in charge of the Yerba Mate and all the accoutrements that go along with Yerba Mate. And the wife is completely like the crystal seller. So she knows all the details about the beautiful, really gorgeous crystals and lovely people. And um, I was telling her, I said, I don't know. Maybe I feel like I'm feeling like I I'm talking and I'm not clear. Maybe I'm just not clear, you know, and I'm thinking maybe I, I need to be more specific and more clear. And she said, I don't know. I think when I listen to your Instagrams, you're really clear. And I understand you the best out of a lot of the astrologers. And I well, was relieved to hear that and <laughs> thought, good. So at least I'm I'm not completely like confusing people. But I was feeling really like maybe my communication skills weren't good, but this Mercury went direct on a very powerful point in my chart. And so it's really probably was giving me some agita that it wasn't giving anybody else. So (laughs) anyway, we are now back with many planets direct. Now that doesn't mean that the confusion is over. So Mercury will stay in its shadow for another few weeks and we've got some you know ironing out to do and I feel like with Mercury not moving really until you know the day after tomorrow where it's been sitting in this one place and we are still sorting out details and clearing out the cobwebs and clearing up our brains and sort of getting back on track again so that's good good news for everybody but I don't think anything untoward has happened. I just feel like we're straightening things out. I've had people tell me about misunderstandings in their lives. I've had people tell me about um, frustrations that they've been experiencing. And I think that it's it's all due to the so much of that Virgo energy with the new moon and then the Mercury retrograde. I think the new moon really highlighted anything that was completely confusing or just information getting passed around badly or tolerating situations one doesn't want to tolerate. And I I definitely heard like people saying, I learned a lesson from this, you know, after Mercury went direct, after the new moon, people were saying, you know what, I had, I guess I had to learn something from this. And it was, you know, you know what, (laughs) you know what, I'm like getting close to the microphone, like I'm telling you a secret. It all had to do with boundaries. And when I heard stories from people over the last couple of days, and it had to do with leaky boundaries. It had to do with learning something, knowing something was a problem, and trying to be the nice person that you are and go ahead anyway, even though you knew certain circumstances and situations were problems. And this is the stories, these are the stories that I was getting Um after all of this shifting and changing between Thursday and Friday. And I'm like, and why did you go back there? And why did you do that? And what? (laughs) And they're like, I guess I had to learn. And I thought, oh, my God, yes, you had to learn. But the hard way and... I think some of the things about Virgo and Pisces, you know, they're opposite signs, is that we do things and Virgos are like, well, I have to do this. I'm kind of obligated, da-da-da. And Pisces says, oh, but they're so nice. Oh, but these people are so nice. Oh, but my friend. Oh, but my friend. And then what happens is you get slapped across the face and you're like, well, you're not obligated to do this. There's no obligation here. Why are you feeling you're obligated? And why do you think that you have to do this? Nobody made rules like that. And I know that Virgo often, Virgo and Pisces, they tend to sacrifice themselves. And it's not always for... Like the best reasons. It's like, well, you know, I promised I'd go. I'd promised I'd do this. i promised I'd, you know, have uh, a get together. Or I prom- No, you don't have to do this. You don't have to do this. Both Virgo and Pisces tend to go do something again that they shouldn't have done, that they didn't learn the first time. Like, I think, I think, Many of us tend to like okay, and maybe maybe it's more than Virgo and Pisces, but there's a part of people that just goes ahead and does the same thing again. Even though they got slapped the first time, and it's like, no, this wasn't good for you to do. This was not good for you to do. Why did you do it again? Well, because I really like this one and that one, and they're so nice, and da 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 and they're my friend, and I'm saying they're not your friend. They're not your friend. This is not friendship. Okay? And and this is from an Aquarius, right? We, l- we rule friendship. So the boundary thing, what's you, who's your friend? What's your friend? What your friends are allowed to do, what they're not allowed to do, what people are allowed to do with your private space and in your private space is very, very boundary oriented. Okay. And you know, when I taught my five week immersion, which is available for purchase and is still available and will be available and is a valuable 297 for purchase, and I'm like an ad in the middle of this, right? But the very first class I taught was about boundaries and leaky energy. And I talked for an hour and a half about boundaries and leaky energy and how important it is and how many places in our lives are screwed up because of boundaries that are leaky. Okay? So Virgo and Pisces are trying to be the nice guys. And many of us, I mean, I've done it too and I'm but I have, you know, planets in Virgo and Pisces, but um you know, there's a little sacrifice there with those two. And you know, you're afraid you're going to look bad. You're afraid people are going to say things about you. You're going to you know, they're going to say things about you no matter what. So what are you going to do? And You can't let other people's opinions of you get in the way of having a boundary. And, you know, when I had conversations after the new moon and after the Mercury retrograde, I realized that people did not adhere to their own boundaries. And there had to be a point where I sat with my friends and and had these discussions and said, it's time for never again. And they really had to understand that. And, you know, it's... It's so important to have boundaries and people respect you more when you have boundaries. And when you let some, when you have leaky energy and you let some things happen and you let them slide and you don't say anything, well, I didn't say anything, and you know, I don't want people to get mad at me and blah blah. blah. No. You are experiencing a a, a people crossing the line and people are crossing the line we do not want people crossing the line and i'm going to continue this conversation as we i discuss the sun opposite neptune which happens on tuesday the 19th which is the day after tomorrow again the sun is in virgo Neptune's in Pisces, and Neptune is Pisces. Neptune rules Pisces. And we are in the midst of something where we really, really need to be aware and conscious of our boundaries. And when people don't respect our boundaries, now that doesn't mean you yell at them and point the finger and say, you didn't respect my boundaries. If they're not respecting your boundaries, it's because... There's something in your energy field that has allowed this leak. So the idea is to keep a nice, comfy, neato boundary, (laughs) neato, neat, neat boundary, and keep this, you know, positioned in such a way that people would not think of crossing that line. Okay? When we cross lines like this, and maybe you have to look at where you've crossed lines, Because then when you cross lines, it lets other people know that it's okay to cross your lines. So we want to stop the line crossing, okay? Draw a line in the sand and be very, very specific. And that's funny because you know. Pisces is the ocean, Virgo is the earth, and so there you are on the beach drawing a line in the sand, right? And so while we've got the sun going opposite Neptune, which technically it's already opposite Neptune, and Neptune is boundaryless, okay? Pisces is boundaryless. The 12th house that is ruled by Neptune and Pisces is boundaryless. It's where we go into the spirit world, and the spirit world is boundaryless, you know? And it's where we need to establish things and you know (laughs) it's it's so important and you know it's such a vital experience that I bet if you go back to a lot of situations in your life that got messed up it's because of boundaries okay it's you didn't mind your boundaries or they didn't mind their boundaries or whatever but this is it folks the sermon on Sunday it's about your boundaries and we really need to establish them and watch them and be very conscious of them. Because if you just let anybody in, things happen. One, one of the stories I was told is that my friend was robbed. And it was a very friendly situation. There should have not have been a robbery. But she was looking around her house the next day and she could not find certain things that were there before the people arrived on Friday night. Okay. So one of the very important things is if you know someone has been trouble for you before, you don't invite them back. Okay. What makes you think the story is going to change? And so as we go into the sun opposite Neptune, which only happens once a year, you know, it's it's i versus you it's me and the person across the table it's the uh, the arrangement we have with others and the established boundaries we have with others or not okay there are some people who just push boundaries no matter what the hell you could have a brick wall surrounding you and they will still push boundaries okay they'll still come into your field they'll still come into your energy they will still push the envelope and come through even if you have established, don't touch this, they will still try. And so you have to be aware of that. We all have to be aware of it. And we think we're not being nice people. We think we're, that we're not being cordial. We think that we're not being um, welcoming and engaging and uh, hospitable, hospitable, which is what my friend thought she was being before she got robbed. Okay, now she knows all these people fairly well, and yet. There was one she was hoping wouldn't show up, and the person did, and that person has a reputation for things missing in my friend's house. Why did she invite that person back? But she's trying to be a good guy. And with all the conversations I had around these boundary things, I said to every person, you were trying to be a good guy, right? You were trying to be a good sport. you were trying to be a good person, and you were trying to honor your friendships and your relationships in this but it's so so particular okay and that's virgo we have to watch what we're doing otherwise the just there's a leak and sometimes we don't know how that energy gets in oh i could tell you stories <laughs> you know it is always about energy everything is energy okay everything's energy and there are circumstances and situations that happen in the blink of an eye and we don't even recognize it. Okay. When we are engaging with people, our conversation, our dialogue tells other people whether we're open or not. Our conversation, our dialogue presents something um, that we may not be conscious of. So we have to stay conscious. Um, You know, Yerlin, my coach, was saying something a few months ago. She's told a story a few times of someone that came to her and said, why am I getting all these like, you know, uh, text messages on Instagram with innuendo? Well, it was the way this person was presenting herself. And I didn't see this person. I don't know this person. I don't know anything. But Yerlin described that the person was doing things on Instagram, showing herself in a way that provoked innuendo. (laughs) All right. Okay. That's an obvious example. What's not obvious is that energy clings to us. It clings to the walls. It clings to our clothes. It clings to our house. And, you know, the reason we all do space cleanses and why space cleanses are good on the new moon, is we want to clear out the old energy and welcome in the new. And the experience of energy sticking, like I've had clients come to my house and they're very lovely, but they were going through something very profound. And when they did that, you know, I I had to clear the space afterwards and I could feel it, not because they were bad or the energy was negative, it was just present. And so for me, I had to clear the space with, you know, I'd clear it with the shaman's rattle. I clear it with the bell. I clear it with Palo Santo, sage, all sorts of things. I clear it, you know, clapping in all the feng shui skills I have. And I had to clear space because people come. Some people come and they're wonderful and you have a lovely session and they might be going through something, but the energy comes in with them and leaves with them. Sometimes you still, if you find yourself thinking about the person and their situation and your conversation over and over again, they've left their energy in your space, okay? Um, Some people are really good. They have their explosion and they take their energy. They pack it up and take it home with them. You know, when I do my fifth dimension Reiki, I have to disconnect after anything where i send energy and i'm sending reiki to a person because otherwise i'll take it with me and you don't want to do that so i tell this story i may have told it here but i tell it to reiki students I have, I had, two years ago, when I had learned the Reiki and everything, and I had the skills and stuff, I was in um, La Garita, which is an area of Costa Rica here, not far from me, that's got all the viveros, the, the nurseries. And I was in a plant nursery with my friend, and we happened upon a box of kittens, four little kittens. They were practically, you know, brand new kittens. They were Their eyes were open, they were running around, but they were in a box because their mommy was killed by a car in the vivero parking lot which is tragic and very sad. But they were so desperate looking for mommy. And I felt so bad for them that I sat down in front of the little box of kittens, which, you know, I would have loved to take in home, but got them and I would have packed her bags and left out, left the house and that would have been that. But, you know, I, the guys were taking really good care of them. They were feeding them with a bottle. All the guys that worked there, they were nurturing these kittens. And they, I think they went off to good homes. But I gave the kittens Reiki and I sat down In front of them and on the ground and like gave the box, all four kittens, I gave them Reiki and I sent the energy to them and then my friend was there and I finished my Reiki and I stood up to leave and forgot to cut the energy. And I could not stop thinking about those kittens. I was heartbroken. I was sad. I was saying I should have taken them and given them away. I should have brought them back here to where we already have five cats (laughs) and six cats, whatever, on this property. And I was just feeling so bad. Maybe we should go back. And and I said, oh, my God, I forgot to cut the energy. And then I cut the energy and I felt better. I let it go. But, you know, obviously kittens... are close to my heart but it it made me realize how important it is to have boundaries and have our energy and have no matter how much we want to help we can help so much and then we have to step back right Right. So that is one of the lessons. This is all about energy and it's all about the lessons of the sun opposite Neptune and our awareness of that. Then later this week on Wednesday Thursday depending on where you live if you're living on the east coast or or in you know Europe or something you're going to get Thursday the sun trines Pluto, okay? And that should help a little bit stabilize it's all very grounded energy. And yes, this is very earthy energy except for that Neptune in Pisces. So it's easy for the energy leaks to happen when Neptune involves itself with the sun. And so our energy, our vitality could get drained, but Pluto should be there to support us. Pluto is very empowering, okay? And it's a trine, so it's a good aspect. And it's a very stabilizing aspect. So it's so important to just be aware of boundaries. Saturn is really the king of boundaries. Saturn's like, you have to have boundaries, you have to be grounded, and you have to be centered and focused and committed. That's Saturn's job. And we're going to get the moon squaring Saturn on Wednesday at 1.58 p- p.m. Eastern time. And, you know, it's it's good that we have a little Saturn, a dose of Saturn in the week, because we want to be sure we really are minding those boundaries okay now jupiter and venus made their last square the other day and that was um on saturday yesterday where the where venus and jupiter made that square remember this was the third square in the last few months when venus and jupiter because of venus's retrograde so there again it's reminding you venus and jupiter could get together and it's a party And it reminds you to hold on because it's a square. It's not a big, like, love fest. It's saying, you know, have fun. Don't overindulge. Have fun. Don't let people into your energy space. Have fun. But mind your space, okay? Jupiter, Venus can be a little overindulgent. Sometimes the square will teach us a lesson about that, okay? Then we have the sun changing signs this week, and it enters Libra on Friday. So it's a few days away, and this is the what we call the equinox, okay? This is the equinox in the northern hemisphere. It's fall. In the southern hemisphere, they're going into spring. And it happens, well, it happens Saturday morning if you're in the eastern time zone or if you're in Europe, And it happens later on um, Friday night. It's actually 10 minutes before midnight if you're in the Pacific time zone and earlier if you're in Hawaii. But this is the sun entering Libra. So now, now we have a planet leaving, leaving Earth. So one less Earth, because right now we've got a lot of Earth. And Mars is in Libra, and today the moon's in Libra, and the south node's in Libra, but at least now the sun will go into Libra at the end of the week, and we'll have more air. So it'll be the sun and Mars in Libra, and we will have more air, and more thinking, more analyzing, more discussion, more open vocalizing of ideas and uh, thoughts and, you know, and Our love of all things beautiful and aesthetic as Libra is all about we are in a really nice balance because we still have Venus in fire in Leo and she'll be there for a while we've got her through the beginning of October and we don't have to think about that right now she's gonna go into Virgo so she'll she'll bring in the earth again but Venus being in fire really helps the balance of the elements. And remember, we're always seeking that balance of elements because, you know, it keeps things kind of stable and in the four realms of the elements. And... We have a lot of earth. We've had a lot of earth. And so it's, you know, I need to see it before I can believe it. It's it's a lot of, you know, mundane tasks and mundane activities. So I like that we're going into the Libra season because there's a little loftiness. Libra is an air sign and it really does bring that beauty and that aesthetic and uh, a little more high-minded, cultured um, thoughts and ideas so this is actually really positive. Now Mars is still in Libra and Mars Mars doesn't love to be in Libra as I've told you many times before Mars really loves Scorpio and Aries and when it's a sign when it's in a sign opposite that either one of those either Taurus or Libra which are the Venus rule signs it's in Venus's place and she's like what are you doing here right so (laughs) Um, Mars does not always act with the best energies. Now, Mars and Libra may have very nice intentions on one level because it's Libra. It's very polite. It's beautiful. It's wanting peace and serenity between all of us in the greater world. But it's Mars. It's the planet of war. (laughs) So it's the planet of war in the sign of peace. And what we're going to have next Sunday is the planet of war opposite Chiron in Aries. Now, Mars and Chiron have opposed before, and they are often very deeply healing together. They can be, but it is an opposition. Like I've had like I started my very first experience with homeopathy when Mars and Chiron were conjunct many years ago. There was a, you know, a deep Mars Chiron conjunction many years ago. And that was like the beginning of homeopathy for me. I started seeing, seriously seeing a homeopath. So that can be something that can be inclusive of a Mars contact with Chiron. And Mars is in Libra but Chiron is in Mars's sign. So it's like it's a it's a kind of an unusual energy. It's like, well, you've got all my energy, but you're the comet that represents the wounded healer and you know, in Aries and we are looking at again another situation of me and you. It's an opposition, right? And Chiron is in the place of where you know, it's an Aries, it's where Mars belongs. And it's not all race cars, <laughs> you know, and wars. There is something about Aries that is solely focused on its own interests, its own opinions, its own views. It is a very singular sign. Doesn't mean Aries doesn't have relationships, obviously it does, but Aries is the first sign. And so it is before the experience You know, when you're looking at the Zodiac as a whole, it's a step-by-step process. It is before the experience of uniting with others. It is the first step out, right? So when the flowers poke their head out of the earth in March and beginning of April, they are a driving force upward. It's upward, outward movement out of the earth and into the world, right? And this is the nature of Aries. It's a driving force forward, they don't want to know from distractions. They want to just move forward. They want instantaneous gratification. But when you start, you know, getting Chiron there, Chiron gets colored by that. But what is important to Aries? Me, I, the I in the situation. Chiron suddenly there starts to bring a situation that involves others and people pleasing. And I've sacrificed me for the sake of everyone else. So no sign, including Aries, can be alone and unto themselves. We're always going to have to intermingle with other people, right? So there's always going to be some relationship. Libra is opposite Aries. So when we start getting the Mars Chiron opposition, we start looking at our soul... Experience of self in me and I versus everyone else, and it's a really strange little arrangement because Mars is in the sign of duality you and me. You know, it's not about I, it's about us. And when Chiron gets involved with Mars, then we start to see where again here we go again with the boundaries where have I not taken care of myself in the face of others where have I not you know looked at my own life and made it better for me because I had to sacrifice for someone else or because I wanted to people please others because I thought the way to safe and good relationships was to go out of my way and bend over backwards for other people and that's not necessarily the case because if we don't take care of ourselves we can't help take care of somebody else So this is a really important aspect. It also happens only once a year, Mars and Chiron. And it may bring some recognitions and some aha moments about your relationships with others and where you have not listened to your soul need in self and allowed yourself to people, please. Because both of those planets, both of the, well, Chiron's a comet, both of those placements indicate a place where we have not necessarily integrated ourself into a relationship because we're too concerned with the other person. Okay, so Mars and Libra could people please. Chiron and Aries could people please. And now they're coming together in opposition and we have to be super aware once again of boundaries, of where my energy is and it stops and it becomes your energy You know, and where I am, and where you are, and where the line is. You know, Pisces is all about melding with something greater than ourselves. And Pisces can get enmeshed that enmeshment of Neptune and Pisces, and then the sun in Virgo. Remember, we're getting that on Tuesday. And then, you know, next Sunday, we're getting when we meet again, that's when we get. The Mars opposition chiron. So these lessons are not so different. They are uh, Mars chiron's probably not as soft as Sun um, Neptune. Mars chiron's probably a little edgier, okay, because it's Mars for Pete's sake. And so where we have to behave independently look not where you step on people's toes we don't want to do that you don't want other people stepping on your toes but these energies are hanging in the air right now and they're with us you know and when I do you know when we do healing work as I just described about with those kittens and stuff when we do healing work we have to pay attention to our energy and the client's energy so you know, whenever I work with people, I have to be very careful of that. That's why I have special, special jewelry I wear. My shaman made a nice necklace for me. And I wear these things, not because to insult anybody, but it's just because I'm minding my energy. The, the client doesn't want to go home with my energy either. Right? So it's so important to mind our energy and be conscious of it. Okay. And where the leaks are, where we're, where we're not stabilizing our boundaries. And where we may be giving too much to others and not enough to ourselves, which can be a very indicative placement with Mars and Chiron in opposition. So pay attention this week to boundaries. Pay attention to yourself and where things tend to leak and where there are energy leaks. Pay attention. It's nice to give people the benefit of the doubt, but pay attention to when you are giving them too much benefit of the doubt, okay? And hold your energy and hold your space. I wrote a whole post. I put it on stories and then I put it on a reel on Instagram about holding your energy, holding your energy. Yes. When you're like, put the energy out like an offer, like you put an offer out and then you have to hold the energy and wait and not just be patiently waiting, but holding the energy, holding space. You have to hold space for yourself and not everyone's allowed in. Okay. So remember that so important things that we have to always come back to. And this is one of those weeks when we have to remember those things. And if you would like to join me in a session, you are more than welcome to do that, and you can do that by booking on my website, thegoldenastrologer.com, and you can put your information in and choose any of the services I offer which can be the Reiki or the astrology or emotional clearing and then there's also my expansion mentoring which is available and that's a longer journey and if you'd like more information about that some of it is on my website but you can also my Instagram I talk about it and you can also contact me info at the golden and also deb at debmcbride.com my old email address which I use all the time And I'm on Instagram, The Golden Astrologer, so I put videos up, um, I put information up, I put uh, quotes up, things I think of, and I'm always there to talk about the bigger aspects that we have going on. And there are all of my classes, my master classes on my website, you can Find your way to them at the same link, book online, at thegoldenastrologer.com, and you can purchase any of those classes, and I'll send you the links to watch them. There's uh, How to Be a Goddess in a Masculine World, which is all about the masculine-feminine balance. There's all the five uh, episodes of my immersion, the five sessions of my immersion, Harmonizing Prosperity, which I mentioned earlier, and when we talk about boundaries and so many other things. And then there is also uh, my Saturn in Pisces and Pluto and Aquarius masterclass that I gave that you can uh, buy also. I hope you have a beautiful week ahead. Thank you so much for listening and I will see you next Sunday and in the meantime on Instagram. Thanks for listening.